0: It has been a rough summer in Chicago. In just the past two months, there have been more than 850 shootings, according to police. It's an astounding spike in violence. But throughout the city, there are hundreds of anti-violence workers who have not given up hope. Many of them used to be part of the problem in Chicago's most violent neighborhoods. Now they are using their past, their connections, and their commitment to their communities to try and reach the young people doing the shooting. WBEZ's Patrick Smith reports. On a recent Friday evening, around 6, Terry Gage got behind the wheel of a big white van owned by the anti-violence organization he works for. Gage is a street outreach supervisor with the Alliance of Local Service Organizations. Or Also, he was headed to West Humble Park to hand out food. Do you know roughly how much food you're going to pass out? All those boxes back there. All those boxes back there? In the back were about 50 boxes filled with dry goods, like bread, cereal, canned goods, supposed to be enough to last a family three or four days. The group does food giveaways about two or three times a week at spots all around Humboldt Park. But on this evening, they're at Chicago and Hamlet, a spot with a gas station, some neighborhood stores, and a bustling open-air drug market. They're here for a very specific reason. Earlier in the day, around 10 a.m., two teenagers got shot right around here. Police say the two were walking down Chicago Avenue when an SUV pulled up and someone started shooting. They both survived, but the 15-year-old got hit multiple times in the back. An 18-year-old was shot in the foot and a bullet grazed his head. Tony Rags, the manager of the Safe Streets program for Also, is helping Gage with the food handout. He says it was important for them to counteract this jarring moment of violence with an act of goodwill and togetherness.
1: It lets the community know that we're bringing a sense of calm back to the community. Um, making it a safe place again and try to defuse the situation at hand.
0: While we're out, people come up to them to tell them about the shooting earlier, but they already know all about it. Rags and Gage were out on this corner hours ago, immediately after the shooting, along with their lifelong friend and fellow street outreach worker, Frederick Wallace.
1: It was in the morning. Um, Several people called. Hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. Like
0: res- residents?
1: Yeah, and just people that we know in general. I mean, it's only like three, four blocks from where I did. They started working. The victims had already been transported, so we just try to gather as much information as we can to try to defuse it and make sure that another situation doesn't happen behind that one.
0: Rags says it took only a few minutes for them to learn which gangs were involved in the shooting. It's not information they would ever share with the cops. He says doing so would basically make it impossible for them to ever get help and cooperation from people again. Instead, they use the information to figure out what motivated the shooting and see if they can talk both groups out of retaliating or escalating. I asked Wallace about it.
1: Group, group A and Group B. We know, we know who Group B is, and we're still on top of
0: Group A. And so have you, you, have you been able to talk with Group A and Group B? Yes. Throughout the city, there are people like Wallace, Rags, and Gage. There are about 200 street outreach workers who try to stay connected to the people closest to the shooting, push them to choose something else, convince them not to pick up a gun. There's a loose network of the different anti-violence organizations operating, mostly on Chicago's west side and south side. They get training and other support from a big umbrella nonprofit called Metropolitan Family Services. Recently, this collection of outreach organizations got a grant of about $6 million from the city of Chicago. After about 20 minutes of giving out food at Hamlin and Chicago, all of the boxes are gone. Me, Rags, Wallace, and Gage get in the van. So where are we? Where are we gonna go now? Turn a few corners, see what's going on. They slowly drive through the streets of the neighborhood. Gage has the window down. What
1: up, foot? Huh? I told you, soon as I get a slot, I got
0: you. They call this mobile
1: canvassing. We patrol the neighborhood. Sir, while we out here. And sometimes we, we'll, we'll get wind of something going on, and we'll get on the front end of it and have to stop the shooting from happening. We just try to make sure that, you know, we're just in the temperature of the community. That, you know, if, if, if people look, seem as though they're on high alert, then we have a sense that something's going on.
0: This evening, things seem peaceful, despite the shooting in the morning. When you say people on high alert, you, you feel like you can tell that by people's body language?
1: Yeah, pretty much. You know, when strange cars pull up, you know, people twitching, people turning, you know, people, you know, watching who's coming in and out, you know. So today we didn't see that. And so people just having a good time, enjoying the weather. You know, you notice a lot of people sitting on lawn chairs today. That's a sense of calm.
0: Rag says him and Gage and Wallace, the three of them went from being the hurt people who hurt people and terrorized the neighborhood to working together to try and stop the violence. Wallace says the violence is different now from when they were running the streets. It's not driven by battles over drug turf, and shootings are not ordered by high-ranking gang leaders. It's more, it's more disrespect and silly stuff. You stepped on my shoe, or you went on Facebook. Facebook has a lot of do with our lot of You went on Facebook and said, F my dead hungry. They don't care about no man, really? That makes it a lot harder to predict and a lot harder to prevent. The unpredictability may be why so many residents believe the violence is worse now than it was in the '80s and '90s, even though that's not what the numbers show. The shootings feel less predictable. As we drive, Gage honks at a group of young men standing on a corner. One of them works for Gage as a peacekeeper, but he's not wearing the shirt that identifies him as a violence prevention worker.
1: Oh, they're going to kill you call right well, there. He always. Where your shirt at? Well, needs you to put it on.
0: As we drive around, Rag says he's hopeful. He sees signs that at least in their section of Chicago's west side, things are calming down after a bloody start to summer. That sense of hope pervades the anti-violence workers who work under rags. I asked a trio of street outreach workers, Sierra McGee, Luis Rodriguez, and Eric George, if this summer has felt different than past years. I expected them to reflect on the increase in shootings that's shown in police data. Instead, George talks about a recent run of peaceful days. They say they had no shootings on the 4th of July or for about a week after. It's something the whole organization is clearly proud of. Rodriguez says they've been having success talking guys down recently. We from the community. So like we know, not everybody, but we know 80% from the community. We was living this life, but we come to a realization where we change our life. So our thing is to change their life. So basically we just giving them knowledge and and give them an open view, a different view. You know, that's more to life than shooting a person. You know, that's, that's a lot more. So, you know, it's a stupid question I ask you. Why are why are people
1: shooting? In, in home uh, it, to prove a point. To to make people think they're somebody that they're not. Trend. Um, grudges. Yeah, grudges, retaliation. Just to be doing something.
0: Pain. Yeah. I say just to fit in. Yeah? Really? Just to fit in. What yeah, that's a trend. And you guys, you said trend. You said cloud. Mm-hmm. You said just to fit in. To me, as... When I say fit in it 's like back to what they said, they want to be cool, they want to be this, so they want to be known at the moment they want to be known, yeah, I did this, I did that I did that If pressed, all of the anti violence workers say there are big systemic issues that cause the violence, poverty, segregation, disinvestment, racism, but they don 't talk much about these root causes. they are trying to prevent shootings on a day by day hour by hour basis. they also aren 't focusing on the negative. I asked the outreach workers at the ALSO offices what constitutes a successful night. They all have the same answer. No shootings. But when there are shootings, they are undaunted. It just means they need to get back out there and get back to work. Patrick Smith, WBEZ News.